Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. This is the place where you'll find real conversations with real sales leaders about how you can leverage sales technology to get ahead of the pack. Improve your sales numbers by taking advantage of emerging technology before your competitors get there first. They'll share everything from the trends they're seeing in the marketplace to actionable strategies that you can use to make more sales today. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen. On. Here's your host, Morgan Williams. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. I am your host, Morgan Williams, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Shruti Kapoor. Shruti is the co-founder and CEO of the sales enablement startup Strings.ai. Strings.ai assists, audits, analyzes, and analyzes every sales call through their AI engine and gets real-time insights on how your sales reps can improve their performance. Strings.ai has been built by salespeople and AI people to help salespeople get real insights that they can act on, such as what is the top salesperson doing better than the others? What leads are most likely to buy? How did others handle that customer objection? Strings.ai is building a platform to unlock insights from voice conversations. Trudy, pleasure to have you on the show. How are you doing today? Hi, Morgan. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for being here. Can you kind of walk us through your background and how it's led to what you're doing now at strings.ai? Sure. Um, So after college, I started out my career as a research assistant in statistics. And what that meant was I was really finding the story that a data could tell. From there, after doing my MBA, I moved on to investment banking where I was, uh, you know, looking more at the data and then telling the story and hoping that the two would tie in. Over a period of time, I've done different roles around investing uh, specifically in early stage technology through a venture called Intellectual Ventures, and then with Pioneer. And through this journey of uh, you know data and storytelling, I realized I loved both of those things. And here I am uh, trying to help salespeople tell better stories uh, by looking at their own data. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I feel that storytelling is uh, huge in sales from, you know, a salesperson's perspective, you know, of course, backing everything up with data, uh, hard facts, you know, it's all important, but to lead customers to make the best decision for them, to properly guide them, to influence them as much as ethically possible, we really have to tell stories with context that connects to the buyer's situation. Uh, What's some interesting things that you've seen in your background as a research assistant and dealing with data and then working in investment banking about kind of how early startups can kind of build a platform for themselves through storytelling that kind of can spark growth. Right. So 
some interesting things, uh, right? When you have a lot of data, which is in uh, the context of, say, statistics or even the context of uh, investment banking or other such domains, uh, you know, what people focus on is the data and they are able to then know what the absolute truth is. And in some sense, people take that forward uh, in whichever domain they go. So for me personally, you know, what really happened was that when I first went into a sales role a few years back, I was very baffled by the lack of data uh, that was available both uh, for me to personally learn and grow and for me to help my team uh, learn and grow. And through that process, I realized that there were lots of blind spots, you know, for me, uh, both as a salesperson and as a sales manager. And every time I would want to find answers to things like, you know, 80% of the leads are not converting, but what is the real reason uh, they're not buying this product? And in all of those cases, I would go back to the CRM. I would try to look for that information, but the CRM would throw at me uh, some very generic things, right? So uh, salespeople absolutely hate entering data into the CRM, uh, right? <laughs> and uh, often what I would encounter is, you know, things like, I'm not interested, you know, the lead is not eligible, not qualified, uh, but none of them were telling me the real story, uh, right? That's where I started digging into seeing, uh, you know, where can I find that real story of what's happening in each of those conversations? And the story is important for two things. From a business point of view, that story is important to learn and understand the voice of the customer. From the salesperson's point of view, it is important to understand the story uh, and that conversation and reflect on it to see how you can really grow, uh, right? And that is kind of what inspired me to think about, uh, you know, where do you go deeper? How do you go deeper to find that real story? And of course, that's how we started look, thinking about, you know, can we uh, look at the actual customer conversations? What was more important to me was uh, the growth aspect that you mentioned. That the growth aspect, what I was looking uh, to do was to say that, you know, everybody throws a lot of stuff at the salesperson, you know, either before the call or after the call. All right. So you have all the sales training, you have uh, the sales coaching and review that happens after the call. Uh, but there isn't really a lot of stuff and resource available for them to use during the call that can help them have those better conversations. That's how I got started to think about this. Very interesting. What are some of the biggest blind spots you've uncovered, uh, whether it's, you know, why customers don't buy or things that salespeople are doing within their interactions with customers that are inhibiting sales? Right. So uh, one of our customers, uh, actually, uh, when they started working with us, they were wondering why some of their sales reps were much more successful. And, you know, the leads were all coming from the same channels. Uh, the product offering was the same. The pricing was the same. But, you know, some people just had much better conversions. And when uh, we started working with them, they had their own call script. And we said, you know what, uh, let's look at that as the benchmark to see whether, uh, you know, people are actually following that call script because you've, of course, put some effort into thinking what the customer uh, should be hearing from your uh, sales reps. And one of the important things that they uncovered during that process was that, uh, you know, in this in the sales script, uh, they had this whole thing about building trust with the customer. But unfortunately, in the sales calls, that wasn't happening. 
And, you know, the sales reps are always eager to, you know, get to the salesy part in some sense, uh, to talk about the offering, to talk about uh, the next steps. And they also find it maybe a little bit inefficient on the time of the customer to talk about what a great company this is or why you should be able to trust this company and trust the salesperson. And that is the single insight that they identified and worked on for a couple of months. Uh, right? So what they did was they would say, you know what, for every sales conversation anybody has in my team, I want them to at least talk about uh, you know, our global presence so or uh, one of our marquee customers uh, or the size of our team uh, and its capabilities. And they just did that as a uh, continuous feedback to the team uh, for a two-month period. Uh, they started in October. In December, uh, they actually uh, doubled their conversions. Wow. Just by kind of reviewing calls, um, going through the script, and making sure that salespeople are actually you know, sticking to the script and putting emphasis on that, that trust-building part. Right. So what they could do with the tool was that they could uh, objectively see on the dashboard uh, for each sales agent in what percentage of calls they actually mentioned trust. So that became a transparent metric, both for the manager and for the salesperson to track. Uh, right. And they could say that, uh, you know, when they started out in October, they were using the trust based kind of dialogue in less than 10 percent of the calls. Uh, by December, they were using it in 30 percent of the calls. And the best thing about this was that they were able to track it along the way and they were able to track it transparently. Uh, so there wasn't a situation where a manager would come and give you some sampled call and say, you know what, you're not doing this. And the agent would be like, no, this just happened in this particular call. Uh, I, I, you know, this is not what happens in every call. That's really interesting. And, you know, sales managers, sales teams are always striving to get better. So being able to have something, data that's objective and correct, um, I can see is, is a huge leverage point when it comes to trying to increase productivity, you know, at, at any part of the sales cycle. Going on this theme of sales getting more competitive, tools getting better, tools being created that are filling gaps in the marketplace, such as, as strings.ai, what are some trends that you are seeing in marketing and sales technology right now that are that are pretty interesting to you? Right. I think uh, sales and marketing uh, have been changing a lot, uh, maybe in the last decade. And I think even before uh, we think about how, what are the trends in sales technology, I think it's important to think about the human trends around uh, sales today. And I think the broad trend uh, that's influencing a lot of the other behavior is really that companies today look at sales as something that need to be scaled. That wasn't the case, uh, you know, maybe a couple of decades back when people would look at uh, sales as a very mom and pop, a very personality driven kind of area. But today people are looking at it as something that they can, you know, churn on much like a factory approach. And I think what it has done is people are looking at it as, uh, you know, an assembly line, right? So today you have much more specialized roles within sales both from a customer handling perspective, you know, you have something like a BDR, an SDR, an AE, maybe even a sales engineer role. And also within the sales team, something like a sales enablement, sales operations, product marketing, those type of roles. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I think we're definitely seeing a, not necessarily a renaissance, but 
a lot of emphasis being put on, you know, how can you structure and build a sales team so that it's the most efficient, most well-oiled machine possible. Like you said, starting with kind of making roles more siloed, whether it be, you know, SDR to AE, sales engineer, uh, like a couple of things you mentioned, and just how can we make the process most efficient? Right. And I think the other part of this is that the buyer has also changed, right? So it's not just that the sales process and the salesperson has changed, but yeah, and especially in a in a SaaS uh, B two B type of uh, selling, uh, you know, the buyer is today much more informed. The buyer has a lot more choice today, uh, and the buyer is coming much later into the buying cycle, which means that uh, salespeople have tougher questions to answer. Honestly, mm-hmm. definitely. There's and not only are there so many competitors entering like the B two B SaaS marketplace, like you've mentioned. There's also Things like uh, review sites that are becoming really huge, you know, like uh, G2 Crowd or Captera, these kind of third party entities that are kind of fueling the competition and giving buyers more information, you know. So when a buyer actually does come to you to or first engages you as a salesperson or as a company, they've done their research. Most likely they have uh, read through reviews. They've looked at your website. Maybe have looked at case studies, been on webinars. They've done more due diligence than they have in the past. And how are you seeing sales teams or salespeople kind of grab a hold of that trend and use it to their advantage, whether it be, be with you know content or um, different things they're doing on their website when it comes to generating leads or you know qualifying deals? What are some really good teams out there doing to uh? become real players in this in this kind of new world of sales? Right. I think people that are doing well are recognizing a few things, uh, right? So one is they're recognizing that the buyer is much more advanced in the, in the process when they enter the door. Uh, and two, that the buyer is also a lot more impatient today, uh, right? So one of the trends, for example, that you see is everybody has uh, some sort of a chat interface on their website so that, you know, you can have that initial dialogue sooner. The other thing that I see companies doing more is helping the buyer uh, be able to do all of that research, right? So companies are doing a lot more in terms of putting case studies, white papers, uh, getting the word out, even through the review sites, et cetera. But I think, you know, while they've also created a sales enablement and a product marketing role to assist the salesperson with some of these collaterals, which honestly until some time back used to either be created by marketing or uh, created by the salesperson themselves. I think the big gap there is uh, helping the salesperson actually uh, leverage the right type of information at the right time, because even today that hasn't changed, right? So a lot of times salespeople are still, uh, you know, struggling with a notepad or, you know, they'll have some sticky notes on their desk to uh, remember some of the information that they find challenging. Uh, so I think that's an area that companies can do better. Uh, some of the companies that we work with, uh, one of the things that they do well is also uh, divide up the role and ensure that each of the different teams that the uh, buyer interacts with are able to answer a certain type of questions in that buying process. Uh, that gives them uh, the ability to go deeper uh, with some of that information. 
Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. I know I've I've either been a part of companies or have talked to other people in sales or even in marketing who, you know, there's a sales and marketing is they go hand in hand, right? Two peas in a and it's tough because a lot of the times, especially at larger companies, there's this clear division between, you know, you're all pulling for the same team and essentially all trying to make a sale. But it seems like some of the actions that the departments are taking don't map to that goal, as in the two teams working together, you know, whether the emails or content that marketing is creating may not be aligned with how it can most help sales. And like you mentioned too, learning or knowing how to use the content or use the marketing collateral sales slicks effectively. Um, Salespeople may not have that information, even if they do have some of the tools. And absolutely dividing up the roles is is definitely becoming more commonplace now, which is which is a great thing. But it's more of, you know, once we divide up those roles, how can we empower people in each of these roles to do their job um, the best that they can and to provide the most impact to the entire sales process? In building strings.ai, talking to customers, what are some I guess specific ways, specific use cases that you've seen people use strings.ai to combat some of these challenges and improve their sales teams? Right. So actually, it's interesting. You know, you mentioned sales and marketing as uh, two peas in a pod. In my experience, very often uh, they land up, uh, you know, on the opposite sides of the table. Um, mm. And uh, for a couple of reasons, right? So one is, of course, uh, the incentives are aligned somewhat differently. But I think the major part of it is that there isn't enough information that flows back and forth. All right. So I'll give you an example. In a previous company, uh, and I've seen this story repeated in so many other places that uh, it's not even funny. What would happen is that people would uh, you know, the salespeople would often not call the marketing leads or they would, you know, those wouldn't be at the top priority because uh, they would land up being poorer quality leads, uh, right? So yeah. people were like, you know, I'd much rather do my own prospecting. Uh, the marketing leads, uh, you know, have a much poorer hit rate. And from a marketing perspective, it was really frustrating as well because they were clearly creating, generating all these good leads, uh, which they thought were good leads. And every time they would ask sales for feedback on, you know, what is going wrong, you know, uh, was it actually a poor quality lead? Uh, They didn't have visibility into what type of conversations were happening or that is just one of the examples of uh, what strings.ai can do, which is uh, help get that voice of customer uh, from those real sales conversations back to the rest of the team, uh, which is, you know, whether that's marketing or that's product or that's just uh, management and business in general. All right. And Uh, The second part of it is, uh, like you mentioned, right, empowering the sales agents. So I was talking to a sales rep recently who had joined, you know, a new company. And they were diligently going back, uh, reviewing their calls. And in one of the calls, uh, the customer had asked him, uh, you know, why do you want to know what my timeline for the purchase is? And uh, the sales rep just almost instinctively had reacted, uh, saying that, uh, you know, it'll help me plan my sales targets better. Uh, and uh, you know, he instantly recognized that that was uh, definitely the wrong answer, right? Like yep. the answer had to be uh, more focused on the customer. 
But he said that the reason wasn't that, you know, he missed the basics of communication, but he was so tied up with remembering all the information. We're trying to plan the next qualification question, everything else that's going on, especially when you're new to a company and things haven't become muscle memory yet. Yep. That, you know, he, he just said it. <laughs> and so that's the other part that we're trying to help uh, solve for companies today, uh, which is, uh, can you enable the salesperson in real time during the call? So if during the call, somebody asks you a question, which is very content driven, uh, you know, whether, uh, you know, how are you better than a competitor or uh, what kind of integration do you have with this CRM or things like that? Uh, you're not expected to remember that information. Uh, right? Mm-hmm. The information just shows up on your screen automatically. And that wow. makes your life so much simpler because you can have better conversations uh, because you can actually actively listen to the customer and respond to his questions rather than, uh, you know, uh, trying to all tab across uh, multiple screens. Yep, absolutely. It's like you want to assist the buyer, you know, as much as possible, but you're also trying to to follow your sales process. It's like, like for example, I know with HubSpot sales training, they talk about not putting emphasis on your sales process, but putting emphasis on the buyer pro on the buyer's process and buying not just their timeline to buy, but the steps they actually have to go through in order to make an informed decision. And it, it's if you don't have the information at hand, that's just more that you have to kind of think about and kind of filter through while you're on a call with someone, which can lead to, you know, naturally just putting more of the focus on your goals, your outcomes, what you need to do rather than the buyer. And it's nothing in bad faith. It's just, you know, salespeople may not have that that data readily available. But if you have that in front of you, if you can, if you can pull that when you need it, it makes the process, you know, so much easier and effective. It's like I, I feel like the best thing about having a, a like a personal library, like a lot of books, is the fact that like you don't need to read them all but you just need to know where to go to find the answer. And it's just that kind of thinking, having access, which can kind of free up you to have a more free flowing conversation with the prospect. Absolutely. For sure. That's a beautiful analogy actually. Yeah. I mean, I think the other way I think about it is if you have a lot of tasks that you need to get done and if you're trying to remember them all in your head uh, and instead if you take a paper and pen and you write them down, right. And you, you no longer need to remember that information. It just frees up. Uh, so much of that uh, mental bandwidth. Absolutely, absolutely. What do you guys have on the on the roadmap over at uh, at Strings that AI that you're either hearing from customers about your product or things that you know that you're implementing here in the in the near future, maybe further off on your roadmap? Right. So, well, I would say some of that is secret, but yeah. uh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> One of the things that we want to help uh, and that we are uh, implementing pretty soon is helping the salesperson also keep track of the agenda for a particular conversation and to be able to seamlessly take notes. One of the things that the tool allows them to do is even during a video conference where they are screen sharing, the tool is completely discreet. So, uh, you know, the other participants in the call can't see uh, just that part of their screen. So, you know, that can be used for a variety of things, including taking notes, which uh, people often, you know, line up doing on paper and pen if they're in a screen share. 
uh, and then having to write it again is painful, all right? Uh, but the other part of it is, can we help people track in real time? Uh, also, just uh, the common things that people uh, want to avoid, like a long monologue or, uh, you know, talking too fast, um, stuff like that. So all that is in the pipeline, uh, which is all sorts of cues to help you just have better conversations and really help salespeople listen actively during the calls because you're removing every other distraction, uh, you know, note-taking, uh, remembering information, uh, remembering the last coaching tips that their boss gave them, all of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think one of the great things about being a new sales rep or even in a new, even a, an existing sales rep, but being new in a company is the fact that you don't have those bad habits established, like talking too fast or, you know, going on a long monologue. And I know that like, one of the most um, helpful things I've ever been a part of in sales teams is, you know, having someone shadow you on your call and being able to listen in and not have to, you know, have to think actively about where to steer their conversation or what questions to ask, but really just there to um, listen in and provide feedback uh, is one of the most helpful things, exercises you can do as a salesperson. These are challenges that strings.ai is tackling. You know, there's definitely a huge need in the marketplace for this, as I, you know, of course you're already aware. But yeah, being able to provide that type of feedback to salespeople is is invaluable. Definitely. 100 percent Well, Shruti, it's been so great to have you on the show today. I really appreciate you uh stopping by and spending some time. Uh, with us, how can people get in touch with you to talk about, you know, things you've mentioned on the podcast or strings.ai? What's the best way to reach you? Right. So I'm available at sk at strings.ai. Of course, I, I would love to talk about not just, uh, you know, what we are building at strings.ai, but I would love to hear about people's experience in building uh, their own sales teams and challenges they're facing. Absolutely. Uh, because I think I have a lot to learn uh, from others in the field as well. For sure. And thanks more for having me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was a great. I learned a lot as well. Well, yep. Thanks so much again for joining uh, me today, Shruti. Really do appreciate it. You have a great rest of your day. Same to you, Morgan. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. If you love what you heard, be sure to head back to morgandwilliams.com and go over to the podcast page for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on the next value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and make sure to take action.